0: Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news is socially distanced and coronavirus-proof podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Chief Sports Writer Neil Allen and Pompey Writer Will Rooney to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's podcast, 10 years on, we relive that never-to-be-forgotten afternoon as Avram Grant's heroes sent Harry Redknapp and his Pompey rejects packing at the home of football. Memories of a Pompey legend as we remember Blue striker Ray Hiram, who sadly died last weekend, and Fratton Conundrum. What of the surprise announcement Pompey are undertaking stadium work, and what that suggests for the football season. We're now available on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, so give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition delivered to your device, and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at Portsmouth.co.uk. We're back. We are safe. We're socially distanced uh, for Pompey Talks. Is, ever, is everyone well? Is everyone in, in good health? Not
1: particularly, no. This <laughs> must be the lo- this must be the longest i have ever been without if I was a pint?
0: 18. <laughs> that
2: and...
1: didn't take
0: long that didn't take long
2: to mention. <laughs> I think it's not even joking either. This is not done for the benefit of the listeners. He uh, genuinely means
1: this. I do. Yeah. it, it, it um, you know what as well? It this drinking in the house. I'm getting bored of it, but it's the only thing. The combat boredom as well, so it's it's between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> While, what are you drinking? Uh, stubby Estrella cans mainly, and or maybe a glass of white wine, but. It's not to say he was a Guinness, it? a Guinness and a can of the other pints, so I've had to get a tailor. Exactly, yeah. But, <laughs>
0: you, th- you think for most people, when they stop drinking, they start looking better, but I think for Will, he, he probably looks a lot worse.
1: I agree, I agree. Just me and Johnny. i haven't <laughs> bound to see Johnny more, but I don't
2: know how he's old off as well. Yeah, you, know, you should get in touch with Johnny.
0: Not too soon because he
2: won't know how to do it. But
0: <laughs> yes, that's, that's fans liaison officer Johnny Moore who uh, likes a beverage and um, is going to be in all kinds of trouble now that he's got no uh, local hostilleries that he can visit. He's going to be... Uh, wow. I mean, when was the last time Johnny wasn't in a pub? I think it was in the 1950s. <laughs> it? Johnny
2: has his own table in the, the, the Langbrook, isn't it? And they come over to him bringing bring him pints. He doesn't have to leave his table. <laughs>
0: Um, I do remember some prodigious drinking from Johnny Moore in a pre-season tour. I think it was, it was at the Ireland 1-0 where we, we were keeping the, the count of the amount of pints he got. He got up to three, figure, three, three figures for points. <laughs> I forgot, <laughs> <bruh. I> forgot. <laughs> that. With, 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 within a week, you broke the 100 barrier within a week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I bet you missed a few as
2: well yeah i kid
0: you not i kid you not That's, there were people not, from the club not far behind behind well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, johnny johnny Moore was beaten by paul cook in the pint count <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway chats thanks for joining us again um again things are there are in the in the uh, position we find ourselves in at the moment there are bits and pieces happening in the Focus has turned to uh, the stadium this week, Neil, where you've uh, got some news that's been uh, developing there and been speaking to Mark Kaplan.
2: Yeah, obviously, they're, they're doing work on the North Stand. And it's interesting because they're being very straight about this. It's not redevelopment. Mark Caplin said it's not redevelopment. It's not a plan. It's essential maintenance, basically, needed to keep the stand functioning uh, and open to fulfill health and safety requirements. So Pompey had always earmarked this to take place this summer. As soon as the season ended, the idea was season ends whenever for Pompey straight away start work in Fratton Park. Now, obviously, that's not the case. Uh, They've decided with football currently postponed, they will uh, start work as soon as possible. Now, the offshot of that is it could impact on uh, football at Fratton Park if they come back, when they come back. So, uh, But that's a risk risk they're willing to take and uh, they see this work as essential and why not start it now? So it's scheduled for 14 weeks uh, and they're already two weeks into that. So hopefully everything will go according to plan.
0: Will, Will, do you you think that's a... Is that a gamble?
1: It is a gamble, but I think it just implies that this hiatus from the season is just going to keep going on and on. And as, as Neil said, they've made the calculated risk. And given that the vibes that the governments are coming out with in the FA and FIFA and by pushing the transfer window back etc you, you just get into the impression that this is going to go on a, a lot longer I mean when 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 football is allowed to t- start to take place again I mean you think that they're gonna have to have a mini preseason anyway at least otherwise yeah. players going to pick up all sorts of muscle injuries etc when you get going if you go back into an intensity I mean it's mm. that's that's a risk itself so you think that once football is, it, it can happen. Then there's going to be a, a three four week period anyway where they're going to have, clubs are going to have to have friendlies etc. before the season again recommences. So I think looking at it, I mean, if it's essential maintenance work that, that needs to happen, which we you know for that you have to you have, you have to do it every summer. When else are you going to do it? Otherwise, if the season is going to start later, if there's going to be no summer breakers planned, then you've got to do it at some stage. So now, I mean. The time. there's no time with the present I suppose, is
0: there? No, no. I mean, the, the sports science view certainly me in Speaking of Bobby Bassett, that it would probably need about three weeks um, to get back up to speed. So you, that, that's certainly the case. But Neil, I mean, the, the behind closed doors factor there, I mean, again, something that we're going to be picking up on at Portsmouth.co.uk, the, the, the view yeah, that perhaps yeah. from Pompey that there may be um, continuing behind closed doors moving forward. It
2: looks like uh, this, this situation is, changes and develops, doesn't it, by, by the week. Uh, and the latest is that you can expect behind closed doors games, uh, at least for the majority of what would be the rest of the season. So in that case, um, it get the season finished, wouldn't it? Obviously, fans wouldn't be able to watch it. But what was really telling was UEFA lifting the rule about broadcasting 3pm Saturday games previously. Yeah. This has been in place to stop anyone broadcasting them in this country, uh, and uh, that's been removed. Which is uh, it's very telling; that it shows you what clubs are going to look forward to down down the line. Basically, behind closed doors to begin
0: with, anyway, and fans can
2: watch it through iFollow or whatever.
0: Well, I mean, without there, you'd have to have a crystal ball to to work out when the uh, the return date will be. But does it now all point towards that? I mean, um, what's what's your view on perhaps? the season and how the seasons pan out are we going to need to kind of play on and have a short break and then kick into the next season is it going to be a, a rescheduling of that sort of nature
1: it's difficult isn't it I think you've just got to basically have a, have a seamless transition to the next season given how long this break going to be because you've got to factor in things like the Euros next summer and that will have a knock on effect on other competitions like the World Cup etc so you've got to plan for those occasions as well I suppose uh, behind closed doors it's not ideal is it but what can you do? I mean, if fans can watch on iPhone, at least that's a chroma comfort they can take. I mean, it's not going to do very well for our web hits, is it? If everyone <laughs> to the game, but, uh, everyone just wants the season done now. I mean, the only thing is that the the worry with me with all this going on, I mean, it's like fans are always going to think of it. The season, it wouldn't be if Pompey was a go up. Fan, it wouldn't be the season that Pompey went off. It would be the season that Pompey went off. After that break, and that's the only disappointing factor, isn't it? That, that might it might mm. sort of just mar the season and what teams achieve in all divisions,
0: yeah. And there's a, a 50,000 50, fans who would yep. be thinking about the, uh, the, the EFL trophy final. Oh, sorry, our friends at, at the Football League, the leasing.com <laughs> trophy, very, very clearly, the leasing.com trophy. I, I'll repeat again leasing.com trophy. Final, so yeah, that's a big fact can, 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 can you believe?
2: Can you believe? There was an idiot Salander fan on Twitter, found it very funny mocking Pompey, going, "Oh, you're not playing your final today, are you?" And you think, what, what, idiots out there, some real <laughs> thickos, aren't they? Really, no. these mates, mates are going, <laughs> "Really, it's be- bewildering that you know six thousand people dying there, and then using it to take the mick out of Pompey, not playing the final for." obvious reasons on that day very strange people aren 't they and, really, uh, well
0: we 're seeing that all over the place on social media mm-hmm. at the moment aren't we but um but some uh, some positive outpourings certainly on social media as well and, and on um, on facebook in the in the, in the wake of, of some losses to some Pompey heroes and in fact probably we often use the term legend I use the term legend, but certainly that that would be relevant to this in this case neil
2: yeah, Ray hiring it oh, yeah, it's one of my Regrets, really, that I never had a chance to interview him for I for, for played at Pompey Series books. And I tried for a long time, but obviously he's been ill for a long time. Um, he's been in their home for four and a half years, suffering from dementia. And um, unfortunately, he was, he was not able to give interviews. So, um, so it's a real shame in that respect, because his, his progress into the Pompey team is, was incredible. What a wonderful story, you know. Yeah. Um, Gosport lad played for fair and spotted by Pompey. Worked in the dockyard. Famously had to go in his lunch hour, pillion on a friend's motorcycle, to go to Fratton Park and sign. And uh, it really was a wonderful tale of uh, local lad come good, isn't it? And uh, mm-hmm. and then he went on to score 117 goals for Pompey, sixth highest scorer in the club's history. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's always stayed local as well. His his family are local and. Um, uh, it's, it's meant the, the, the tributes to, to Ray Hiring as well is so well respected so admired and uh, yeah it's it's occasions it, 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 it like this it only comes out people's uh, admiration for footballers isn't it and I've had someone just uh, email me now with uh, memorabilia the guy the first signature they ever got was Ray Hiring and uh, a, a, a popular figure around the place and uh, and it's a shame and it again he brings up the whole debate doesn't he about dementia footballers mm. from that age
0: and, uh, and head in the ball doesn't it and uh, it's, it's very very sad do, do, Is there any, any view on that from, from the family or I mean obviously Jeff Astle's family very vocal on that weren't they is there any, mm. any debate, debate about that
2: Yeah the, the family have said that obviously it, it, it's surely no coincidence but uh, it, it there was another one was Fred Smith who died. Um, mm. It was part of the same team that, that played Arsenal in that uh, January seventy one one all draw at Fritton Park, the famous game. And Fred Smith was right back, and uh, uh, he passed away end of last month, and it was only announced early this week. And uh, but he he also had dementia. Now Fred Smith was a, a diminutive right back, tiny player by all accounts, but he also had dementia. So was that connected with football and heading the ball? That's more doubtful, isn't it, really, considering his Mm. height. But uh, someone like Ray Hyron with his height and uh, uh, aerial prowess and uh, uh, being a striker, you would imagine that had an impact on his uh, health and well-being further down
0: the line. On to some brighter (laughs) news, the uh, Southampton fans uh, mocking Pompey about their their not having that trip to Wembley. But 10 years this weekend, there was a very, very memorable trip to Wembley, wasn't there, There's Pompey fans? Relive the memories of that fantastic Spurs success, and we've been doing a lot of uh, look, looking into that and uh, reliving those memories this week. Will, have you seen the bits and pieces from the fans <laughs> and the, the reaction to uh, 2010? Whereabouts where were you in 2010?
1: I 2010, I just finished my GCSEs, so I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I do obviously. I remember the game and watching it, and sort of. I mean, I didn't know the extent of of Pompey's place at the, or how bad it would be at that point. I mean, I was obviously growing up seeing Pompey being a, a very decent side who, 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 you know, obviously won the FA Cup two thousand eight, but I do remember, you know, Pompey mm. travelling in force, and I do I remember watching that game and thinking, you know, they were they were down, they were out, and just the way, they, just somehow they got they beat Spurs. It was it was great, and now you're down here and you're all about that victory and. It's no surprise to me that that's every, a lot of people's favourite trip to Wembley now, just given how, how Pompey, they were down and out with Eddie Pompey, and they had well, somehow they, mm. they turned over Harry's And I mean, you lads were there, and revels in the cage. I'm sure you, you'll tell your stories, and I'm sure a lot of fans have got their own as well.
2: That, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: Where does that stand in your hierarchy of the, of the Wembley visits, Nil?
2: Uh, oh, top really. I mean, b- before Cheltenham, it was my favourite Pompey game. Uh, and it was. Uh, everyone, even the players thought Pompey were going to lose that day. Even if mm. you speak to any player from that side, uh, well, the ones that will bother to speak to you, uh, and, uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they will admit that they expected to lose. I spoke to Freddie Picky on last night. That, Nobody expected to win. The fans didn't expect no. to win. Spurs fans, oh, there was a famous interview beforehand when Spurs fans predicted like four, yeah. five, six nil wins, weren't they? And uh, Pompey were the massive underdogs. Jamie O'Hara, player of the year, he couldn't even play in that game because uh, he was on loan from Spurs and cup tied and was in his studio. Mm. So, Pompey went in that, uh, that game and, um, wow, it was just a phenomenal story and what a performance to, to, to win it 2 nil in, in extra time and, uh, it was a fantastic day for everyone concerned. I'm, I don't know what your
0: favourite game at Wembley was, Jordan. Oh, oh, that that has to that has to stand apart, isn't it? Uh, funnily enough, for your last year, it, it, not not a million miles behind it, but this this was something. That's the context to it, really. You, do you know what sticks in my mind about that day? There, there are a couple of images that always flash back to me, but. Harry Redknapp in the post-match interview, absolutely on the floor. He was desolate. <laughs> I've never seen him so distraught and having to try and be magnanimous, which he was actually. He was very good and and spoke very well, but he was absolutely gutted. And and the and the, and the. The, the, the speed at which the uh, Spurs seats emptied after the second goal the <laughs> fire drill <laughs> I, <remember, laughs> I remember having my head on a laptop and then you know goal gone in and gone to report it and then looked back up and I was like where have they gone they're literally there must be some, know, yeah, some excellent sort of uh, facilities to to get the fans in and out of Wembley because they were out within about sixty seconds. It was there were so many. I wasn't there. There's so much that day. I but it was
2: it was also the, the Pompey Lynx links as well with Spurs. You know they obviously had um, Harry Crancher. They had Defoe. Was Capoul there as well? Uh, did he play?
0: Well, I don't think he played in that. No, I don't think he uh, I oh, he probably
2: cup tied. Probably cup tied. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: he didn't play. Yeah, Crouch. But it was Rossa and McQuainer in defence who were outstanding, wasn't it? The, yeah. the, the partnership. and uh, So, yeah. But as you say, yeah. Crouch
2: Crenshaw. It just came from nowhere. And um, uh, Pompey were made, made staff redundant as well, didn't they? Not Just before that as well. It was a horrendous time. and uh, But somehow they, they pulled that win out of nowhere. And uh, a,
0: a fantastic day. And rightly, everyone will remember that this weekend. What did Peaky On say about? Obviously, the, the people remember the slip of Dawson, don't they? For the goal, um, was that him? Was that, that was that down to him putting the pressure on him to, to to make him fall over? Is he taking the credit for it? What's his memories? Uh, um,
2: <laughs> his, his biggest memory was was going to Pompeii sampling his first Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit France, a, he, he should have been on
0: apparently. He should have been on one of Paul Cook's Christmas parties. <laughs>
2: yes, uh, but uh, yeah, he, he's one of the guys that that's fond memories. He obviously scored the first goal, as you, as you described, and then it was Boateng with the second goal, wasn't it? And uh, and then when Pompey reappeared at Wembley in the final, Boateng missed from the penalty spot, which I think a lot of people agree that that cost Pompey the game that time round
0: as well. Yeah, yeah. I actually was fortunate to take uh, give a have, a have a rare interview with Prince Boateng after that game. I can't repeat what he said uh, when he said about. To be fair, it was a, a decent answer in the fact that they worked so hard, but uh, he used some uh, an expletive to describe how tired he was afterwards. Anyway, uh, but they, <laughs> that, they, that really summed up that performance because it was a real rearguard action that afternoon. There wasn't it? Backs to the wall, pretty. Yeah. I don't really. I don't really remember much about the game apart from extra time because it was just that kind of rear guard action, wasn't it, up until that point? Yeah, it was. And you mentioned Boateng. It was a funny character, Boateng, because
2: he came with a bit of a reputation for being difficult. And I remember uh, his first interview. He was brilliant. He was really good. We came out and think, what a nice guy this is. But then he was a bit of a pain, really. And I remember mm. um, he, he was one of the only players to refuse to, to give an interview for the Wembley. Uh, Pre, the, the Wembley final uh, s- special in the news the, the pre-match one who refused yeah. to give an interview for it the only one and uh, I remember being the training ground handing them all out to the players saying thank you very much for being in this magazine uh, and, and he took one off me and said oh, I love that I said no you're not you're not even in it you refuse to and he, he <laughs> went ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho and ran off with it and I thought what a twat <laughs> <laughs> you've got to remember these sort of things he refused to <laughs> contribute to it the only player that, and then he stole a copy
0: you're not the type of person to forget Neil either no. are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just um, want to pick up on we've been asking fans to um, to give their memories of the, of the cup final and there have been some absolutely fantastic ones some very poignant and actually quite emotional ones um, there's a guy called Ian Nesbeck who said I went to with my dad who had Terminal cancer. That was determined to get to the match. I remember hugging him at the end of the game. And we both cried. Suddenly, he was sick to make too sick to make the final. So that was his mm. last ever live game. Um, Christopher Alston, amazing day. I loved it. My fondest memory was the look on my son's face at the end. Couldn't believe we had won and stuck it to those who left us for a so-called bigger club to win trophies. So it's it's such a memorable occasion for so many different reasons for, for so many people. Uh,
2: are there any emails
0: there from Harry Redknapp? Um, I've not got any, but I've got one from our old friend Mick Hogan, the Pompey press <laughs> steward, who, <laughs> okay, who contributed yeah. to, let's find it for you. <laughs> hello, hello, Mick, if you're, if you're listening. I remember standing next to Harry Redknapp in the tunnel when we got the penalty. I really do like him. He's a really nice person, but seeing his face when it went in, I will never forget. <laughs> 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 I couldn't. Wa- I couldn't watch it. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. So I looked at him instead. Priceless. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you look at Harry, so face, face uh, That would have been a, quite an interesting. Uh, well, I wonder about the facial movements from Harry after that. After that. Maybe, maybe they increased uh, in ratio somewhat. Um, yeah. That, at least it wasn't Mick, t- Mick Hogan telling one of his one of his jokes anyway. So. Uh, you know, <laughs> have listeners turn it oh. off in their droves.
2: No, there was happy days. It was a fantastic occasion, it really was. Yeah, good.
0: Okay, chaps, anything else you want to pick up on? Uh anything else you want to talk about before we uh call a halt to the halt's proceedings? Will, are you are you gonna get through another week without um getting getting into a pub? Are you um, gonna stay in a relationship with your partner in, in, in the current circumstances? You know
1: what the worst thing was I went out on the me, um, me you know me allowed one form of exercise last night so I was just walking around and I can't think what <coughs> that does, that doesn't
0: mean, That doesn't mean lifting a lifting pint glass or a uh,
1: bit <laughs> yeah, I was, at the, I was at the bottle bank see <laughs> you what know, I could get out. I've seen a fella coming out with probably pub, he has a bin bag, whatever, he's doing stuff while it's closed over I thought, I bet you've just had a pint there, you sat there, a bit of, peace and quiet and you just sat at the bar just thinking just having a pint thinking I'm probably the only person in the country having a pint now bet <laughs> <laughs> but, Has- Hashtag pray for Will <laughs> It's not it's just the social bit of missing to be honest with you it's just cooped up really but everyone's the same isn't it the, the more we do it like you just got to get through it but it's just the lack of sports on the TV I don't know how you to cope without it as well it's just that's the thing that's killing me as well
2: I'm have you paused Sky Sports or
1: not? I haven't actually. No, I need to ring up because when I have rang up, Virgin's been too busy. But I do need to ring up. You can do it online. Yeah. I'll have to try that. But I mean, <laughs> so, some like uh, that has been, been all right. It obviously, the, the, the tip bits about Pompeo come out, etc. are always interesting.
0: Well, we've been keeping... It's been- but plenty of bits and pieces as you say coming up We're speaking to Tom, Tom Naylor and Lee, the Lee Brown situation as well there's been kind of a we've been trying our best to keep people people abreast of things yeah. and, uh, I hope we're I uh, hope we're in a job for another week anyway otherwise we'll uh, be back with <laughs> we'll be back with furlough chat next week <laughs> <laughs> alright everyone thanks for joining us as ever um, and we'll see you again next time thank you very much